All right, Michael, over to you to talk dairy now. Record farm gate prices, improved conditions and a hint of improving supply in Australia as well. Again, adding to the mix of stellar commodity stories in Australia right now. Over to you, if you could give us some detail on that one. Absolutely. Look, thanks, Mark. Milk is a good story. The dairy industry is arguably in a very good position heading into the last part of 2021. Before we have a quick chat about the farm conditions, probably the biggest thing happening in dairy for the rest of the year, which is going to have implications, is the changes in ownership of Fonterra Australia. Now, we've seen changes in dairy company ownership over the last decade, and a number of them have made the headlines. But why this one is particularly interesting is because what it's going to bring out is who out there in the investment community, out of agribusiness companies, investors, private equity, will come into the mix possibly to look to uh, invest in Fonterra Australia or to buy it if a majority stake is out there and the value that will pay, they will pay. And what this will indicate and be a great indicator of is what is the confidence out there by the big investors into the Australian dairy sector in terms of the fundamentals of what the demand will be for dairy products, both domestically and export as well, what the value that can be created will be. And that will have ripple effects right back down the supply chain. Over the years, and the dairy industry is well aware of this, after the peak in production, well above 10 billion litres, there's been that reduction in the milking herd, there's been that reduction in consolidation of dairy farms as well, with a number of them going into beef uh, farms, as it's been seen as a more attractive investment by some. But could this be the start, depending on where this sale goes, of a renewal in confidence of investment into the industry? And what that would bring would be increased capex into infrastructure, into technology as well. So absolutely watch what happens over the next few months with that side of the industry. At the farm level, yes, the good news continues. The good season has meant that uh, the things have been looking up. There was a bit of a lull in milk production when things got quite wet in July. We saw milk production go down slightly, but the outlook for the rest of the year is things to increase up by about 2%, but a rise nevertheless to between 8.9 billion to 9 billion litres of production. In terms of input cost, always such a big issue for the dairy industry. The rain has meant that water costs have been down. There's also been that impact on fodder costs. A lot of hay out there has meant those prices have gone down. Yes, grain prices have had an impact as they've gone higher based on the global factors that Maddie talked about. But overall, input costs have gone down for the dairy industry as well. And what's happened at the demand level has been fascinating too. Last year, when COVID disruptions happened in Australia, everybody rushed out and panic bought a lot of dairy products as well. Things have gone back to normal. So we've seen a slight reduction over last year's what we'll call artificial highs, but a gradual upward trend continuing for dairy consumption. And as the population continues to try and get healthier, as populations in developed countries continue to do, and as perhaps there is an emphasis and more thought on what diets and health may be, as populations come out of the COVID disruption into the future ahead, we're likely to see that strong demand for dairy products going forward. And the last point to make on this, because it's been in the headlines, is the competition between dairy-based milk products and what we'll call 
protein-based beverages or other milks, which can be a controversial issue. Absolutely, the sales of these other beverages coming out of things such as oats, such as rice, such as almonds as well, have been going up. But what the figures would tend to show is that while consumers have given them a try, it hasn't had a major impact on the demand or on the sale of uh, milk-based dairy products. Michael, do you think that's because um, that first-time user or trier <laughs> or people buying um, new liquids on a trial basis do it just once and revert to the staple, so only so much of that perhaps sticks? This is often the case with so many products, whether they be food, whether they be technology, uh, and particularly at that cheaper level. Yes, uh, consumers will often give something a try. They've heard the hype. They want to see what it's like. They want to give it a taste. But uh, a lot of the bulk of the population will go back to the same kind of thing they've been having for years. The market for these kind of beverages will inevitably grow. That's going to happen as that comes through younger consumers, as diets evolve, as they always have, as they always will. But for a lot of buyers, they've given it that one try. They'll go back to what they've always had. And in the and in the corporate side with the Fonterra opportunity, uh, the, the converse of what you were saying is perhaps that nobody steps in. And, and that might also have a bit to do with the terms that might go with any kind of transfer. Do you do you have a view of what it would mean if uh, Fonterra were to continue with this business? Even then, and at the moment, we're yet to see whether Fonterra will seek to retain a majority stake in the business, uh, whether it will allow a new player to take a majority stake, what some of the other terms will be. But regardless of what happens, there will still be views to be taken depending who comes to invest what value is there if things go to an ipo what happens with that value over the the short to, to medium term following that as well so you're absolutely right if it's a big result if the strong competition for a majority stake that could signal a lot of confidence hypothetically if things go the other way as well that could also be a bellwether for the industry so wherever it goes it's going to be telling in some way for where investors and the market sees the dairy industry going forward from here. All right. Thank you, Michael. It's it's great to see um, things looking so much better in dairy at the moment compared to two years or so ago. Um, not just the cost of feed and availability of water, but the build-up again of on-farm fodder reserves, I think, uh, helping suppliers keep their costs down um, and stand them in good stead coming into the summer and um, the levy, the dairy levy attracting a bit of commentary at the moment as well. And I know within our own work, we would source and reference the Australian um, dairy situation and outlook. And um, I think there's some really valuable um, output comes from Dairy Australia in, in supporting farmers and getting great outcomes for the industry. So hopefully that one plays out smoothly as well.